Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In recent years, the treatment of LGBTQ plus people in Poland has become increasingly concerning. As right-wing ideologies have spread and politicians are increasingly homophobic, dozens of towns have declared themselves LGBT-free zones. Support for conversion therapy is on the rise. And according to an EU survey, Poland has the highest rate of homophobic attacks within the European Union. This is deeply worrying and the queer community are fiercely fighting these oppressions. Dance music has a long history with queer culture. In light of this, I was keen to talk to Avtomat, whose work with various DJ collectors has been demanding progress. Despite the difficulties he's faced, including being arrested, the amazing bravery and tenacity of Avtomat is something I wanted to spotlight. Standing up to inequality is crucial on our journey to making the world a better place. And these are exactly the kind of conversations I want to have in order to share that fight. My name is Jaguar and welcome to Utopia Talks. Welcome to the podcast, Abtomat. I've been reading up on you and I want to start by saying I'm in awe with how much you do. You're a DJ, producer, vocalist, party promoter, graphic designer, and mainly your dedication to fighting for LGBTQ plus rights in Poland is incredible. And I'd love to start by you telling us about the Polish electronic scene and it's important to the LGBTQ plus community. Mm, yeah, our scene is actually pretty young. It seems that many, many of the electronic artists in Poland have never really come out before, as Poland is now becoming not really a great place to be out as an LGBTQ person. So um, I've been a big advocate of actually just like making it a lot more uh, visible that we actually do have loads and loads of of amazing artists who identify as as LGBTQ. So it's been a bit of a battle, but right now we we're starting to get these um dedicated events and and we're seeing a push in the mainstream like the more mainstream electronic scene to start balancing out uh, the the lineups mostly in terms of gender but also it's starting to maybe get to that point where where queer people are also getting booked more frequently i work in uh, two collectives the first one is oramix uh, and it's a uh, Polish collective, but we live in many different countries around Europe. So there's five of us and we try to push for for equality in the broadest sense of the term, I guess, in the Polish scene. And I also work with Cięski Brokat, 
which translates to heavy glitter. And it's like a collective that I create with two of my friends here in Warsaw. And we just try to create as many safer spaces for queers uh, as possible in the nightlife. And and outside of that, maybe a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a busy guy. That was a long list of, of stuff as well to, to be involved in. <laughs> and I, I guess what I'd like to ask is, in reality today, what is it like being gay and living in Poland in 2021, where in a place where they have LGBTQ plus free zones as well? Um, since I've started like going to school, things have been going mostly in the right direction. We've been going in, in the direction of tolerance and, and European values and so on. But probably... Like six or seven years ago, things changed dramatically. An extremely right-wing party came to power and uh, they started this horrific campaign against everything that's different, I guess. So the queer people come under this umbrella term and they've been using us as this kind of boogeyman for for the Polish society who still, even back then, wasn't as you know comfortable with the lgbt community and and us fighting for our rights uh, as they should have been so the ruling party actually started using us as a political tool in a very cynical way to um, they're trying to say we're not like normal people that the lgbtq movement isn't people that it's only ideology and it's like some kind of leftist marxist you know almost mm. communist ideology that we're trying to push into everyone's faces so it's like the regular mm, i would say rhetoric for right-wing parties i guess which like kind of turns everything upside down and seems as if we are the oppressor and we are the ones saying, oh, you must do this and you must that. And almost trying to picture it as if we are trying to turn somebody gay, you know. So I guess like before that, before I would say 2015 or maybe 2014, I felt more and more comfortable with myself each and every year and and. I was always an advocate for being open and for showing, um, you know, our real faces to the world. But right now I'm not anymore. I carry a, like a tear gas because I'm afraid that someone can, you know, get violent with me and my boyfriend. And uh, I don't feel safe in my own country anymore, which is... Uh, mm. Which is a new thing for me, but like, you know, it's probably why I, I became like so active in in, in this field mm, I mean that's incredibly like heartbreaking to hear that you don't feel safe in your own country and I think as as a man who's out and proud and so involved in the community like do you ever you know fear for your life um you know there's been many occurrences of like extreme violence against uh, especially against gay people but because we are the group that is the most terrifying to white cis hetero males in Poland and uh, we've had you know people being attacked with a knife for no 
apparent reason just because they gave each other like a peck on the cheek or uh, they were holding hands or whatever like nothing you know invasive so i mean i don't i try not to think of, of it like every day because it would probably drive me crazy mm -hmm. but both me and like everyone here that that identifies as queer or somehow non-heteronormative needs to have this in the back of their minds so even if you're going out and you feel relaxed and um, you're chilling with your friends, there's always this like tiny scratch in the back of your mind that some of these people around you may be very, very um, against your own nature, which mm. is a really hard thing to live with, to be honest. Yeah. I I can't imagine it and I'm sending you a lot of love and solidarity during this um, and I wanted to ask about um, the parties and the collective or ramics that you mentioned as well because mm -hmm. you know through something so awful and something that must be so difficult you know living your daily life as a queer person you have created this wonderful community and Aramix is a collective made up of women, non-binary and queer people. And I'd love to know more about the ethos of the group and how that all started and, and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Aramix started in 2017. It was um, actually brought to life by um, Isn't, one of our... Um, she's like the mother of the collective and also uh, VTSS, who is right now quite, um, I mean, probably like a household name, but also really well recognized internationally she left the she left the collective uh, shortly after but the collective collective has been growing in size ever since and with each new person a new subject emerged that we should um, be taking care of so at first it was only gender equality and getting women to start DJing start producing start feeling confident in what they're doing in in the electronic music scene but then slowly but surely it started developing the next person to join was Monster from Poznan she did like a huge push into club policies especially in terms of discrimination in clubs and and uh, violence sexual violence in clubs and then uh, there was Mala Herba who is a non-binary person who who brought this push for recognizing also non-binary and queer people in the genre and then Doughead Zurigeri who lives in The Hague right now and then I joined and and right now we're we have like so many subjects we take care of It's a lot for five people, but uh, <laughs> we're trying to make it work as well as we can. Uh, we're still a DIY collective. We're not like any foundation or, or any like lawfully recognized organization. So uh, we mostly try to level the playing field in, in the scene for, for women, for LGBTQ people, for uh, artists from Central and Eastern Europe, which has been our, uh, the focus of our birthday celebration last year. So yeah, pretty much everyone, people of color, every, pretty much everyone who is uh, underrepresented in, in the community and in the scene. Yeah. 
I mean, it sounds fantastic. And I also saw on the uh, Oramics website, you've got a map as well that um, like shows you where other Polish, feminine, queer and non-binary producers are around the world. Can you yeah. tell me about that? Because I think that's such a brilliant idea. Yeah, I've I've actually started this list last year because I thought to myself, after talking to many bookers and promoters in the Polish scene, they've all been like, oh, yeah, I totally understand your push for for balanced lineups, but we don't really know them, you know? And at first my reaction was like, ooh, that's kind of your job to find them, you know? But then I was like, okay, let's make it a bit easier for them uh, so that maybe that... Uh, you know, expedites the process. Um, so I started uh, collecting a list of, of uh, queer producers and DJs. And that actually weirdly coincided with the list that was being created by Monster. So we just uh, put our efforts together and, and uh, put like some feelers out and asked people to write to us. And of course, we we ask them to write with the perspective of, of maybe giving this list to promoters and bookers and, and then putting it on our website. So we didn't want to, you know, out anyone by chance. So so that was like heavily underlined that like if you're not out of the closet and mm. maybe tell this to us um, specifically. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 amazing how many people even I didn't know. I identified as as uh, you know bi or or lesbian or gay or transsexual uh, came up and they were like oh yeah include me please um, so so right now do we have a place you know to point where someone when someone says I don't know who to book how how to balance my lineup we're like here you go there's a resource <laughs> I love that that's such a brilliant idea and also like just a nice way to bring people together like as you said you're like oh I didn't realize so exactly. there were so many of us like how does it feel knowing that there are other people like you out there it's amazing pretty much it also worked as like a huge networking thing uh people started booking each other also and and uh, uh there's a there's a an inclusive scene that's that's like uh, coming up right now, which is which is really amazing. There's a lot of collectives also in Poland who started taking uh, taking it, you know, as their mission to to further what we're doing. So so it's um, yeah, it's amazing how it's growing and bubbling. <laughs> yeah, love to see that. And uh, I want to get down to an Oramics party. Like, what would you? How would you describe an Oramics night? The thing is, like, we all agree in terms of some ideals, but all of us have different musical tastes and different um, interests. So it's very, very pluralistic, if I can say that. I don't even know if that's a word in English. Uh, but, like, it, 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 it has a lot of diversity, both in terms of um, who the artists and performers are and uh, what they play. So it's like a very, um, I would say, educational thing, if you can call <laughs> a party that. Uh, because I've also noticed that lately every electronic scene is very separate from each, from mm. each other. So like maybe hermetic is the right word, the right word. Um, so if someone plays techno, they only play techno like and there's like these subgenres of techno. So like if you play this like Berlin style techno, yeah. uh, then you can't play at a dub techno <laughs> party, which is which is like heartbreaking to me. And it also makes the public 
very lazy in terms of listening to music. So um, I feel that mixing it up and and uh, expanding the public's and the artists' horizons by by like putting them against completely different genres is is very uh, productive and and it like spurs a lot of new creativity and like hybrid genres and everything. Yeah, I mean, those sound like the best nights when it's just, you walk in, you're like, what am I going to get tonight then? Yeah. And it's just a bit of everything. And I think that's, those are like the best kind of lineups as well. And it's just a mixed bag. Exactly. I Myself, I have like a bit of a musical ADD. So I'm always like, okay, one hour of trance, next. <laughs> 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 yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a bit of a multi-genre DJ as well. And I find that really exciting. So that's that's really cool. To I'm hear. actually a big fan. I, I didn't tell you that before. But like, I love your stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of you. So this is exciting <laughs> for me too. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I want to talk about um, your track actually that you've got called Ignorance Ha, which mm. is a great track and it samples a Polish MP, right? Can you yeah. tell me about what the MP is saying and the message of that song and what you want the world to take from that track? So this track actually has a, quite a long story because at first it was created right after this outburst of violence in um, Białystok Pride. It's one of the most eastern, bigger cities in Poland and... Uh, it always had a bit of a reputation for being homophobic. And then they did like a second Białystok Pride and the right-wing hooligans made a huge mess out of it and, and started attacking people. People got injured, people got uh, like thrown rocks at them in bottles. So it was like a really heartbreaking thing to watch. Mm. And uh, like I put all of my emotions after that into this track. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there, but but lots of my friends got hurt or scared or traumatized. Um, so, so it was like a big, you know, spur of the moment thing. So it's like a pretty aggressive track, I guess. And at first, it had a different quote in it. It had, uh, we released it uh, on the Total Solidarity uh, compilation that we released with Aramix to raise funds for smaller um, LGBT organizations in smaller cities in Poland. And back then, it contained a quote from Krystyna Pawłowicz, who is like a notorious right-wing politician who was saying that homosexual relations aren't productive and they're uh, pretty much not needed in our society, which was, you know, hard to listen to, mm. like hard enough to listen to. But I had no idea that a couple of years later I would get sound bites like the one that's actually in the finished version of the track, which is the Minister of Education, Mr. Czarnek, saying that these people are not normal people and you can't call them normal. They're just an ideology. And let's 
stop this discussion and leave it at that. God. And it was a quote that was uttered by him on public TV. So like the whole country heard that. And uh, it really drove me so mad to hear it and yeah. to imagine that youngsters, like queer youngsters all over our country heard that. And uh, as if there was not enough, you know, people around them telling them that what they were going through was not normal or that their sexual orientation or their gender identity was something terrible or, or you know, that they were, I don't know, mutants of some sort. And I was going through that when I was growing up as well. So I don't want anyone to mm. go through that again. So, um, yeah, I decided on that quote instead of the other one. And it's like a lot more... Uh, vivid i guess and yeah. and excruciating to hear it is but you've kind of reworked it into something that can be empowering and and used used to fight that and i think that's like the amazing beauty of of art and and dance music right i, I really wanted to like the bass at the end of the quote to completely drown out his words and and like to completely cancel them and and put like this uh ballroom beat forward for everyone to you know to march to uh when we're fighting for our rights yeah and i'm i'm so so glad that people took it as their like audio flag so to say and and used it in protest and used it in in these amazing like performance videos and and yeah it's so humbling yeah it's powerful <laughs> have you played that track out and got a reaction from it it's a really funny thing as well because it came out in October. So uh, right. back then we we were already on lockdown, and uh, I played my first like small outdoor gig only two weeks ago. And when I played this track, a girl came up to me and she was like, "I w I've been waiting for like two hours for you to play something out of your EP because this." like this music helped me through so much pain and you know and helped me believe in myself and I was like oh my god wow. you're gonna make me cry during my DJ set you know and she asked me to play more tracks from the EP and and it was like my first time that anyone's ever asked about my you know original music t during during my DJ set so it was like a completely full circle moment and, and she actually made me cry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's emotional stuff, like knowing that your art is like, it's helping people and people need to hear that. And like, how does that make you feel that it's, it's, it's more than just DJing, isn't it? It's yeah. literally like helping change the world for the better. I mean, I don't really see it that way. It's pretty much therapy for me. Yeah, to be but honest. it's therapy for other people. Clearly it's, you know, if, you, if, you, I guess, if you're yeah. suffering in your own country and you feel like you have no one to turn to, you feel scared for your life and you hear an Avtomat tune that is going to just turn that on its head and make you feel empowered. That is powerful. Yeah, I really hope it works that way. The whole EP pretty much was written in three weeks, maybe, after I got arrested last year. It was actually kind of a blessing in disguise because I had a really debilitating writer's block before that you know I was doubting myself and I was over analyzing everything and I was trying to think ahead before I even started working on music which was completely not the way to go uh, and 
letting you know all of this like raw emotion flow out and and it just you know i just did it and without like thinking without thinking if it was going to be uh you know polished enough or like poppy enough for people or or uh and i guess the rawness mm. resonates with people yeah It does. And um, you, you mentioned your arrest there. So last summer you were at a protest in Warsaw, right? And you, you were yeah. arrested. Can you tell us what happened? There was this very well-known case of some activists trying to make a stand against these buses, like these like trucks um, that were running around, around Warsaw and have been running around different cities as well that had these atrocious banners all over them saying that LGBT people are pedophiles and that we're trying to be to, to teach three-year-old children how to masturbate and and you know like all the all of these terrible things and people started protesting against them and making like citizens arrests mm. which were not really continued by the state police um Because by now the police is pretty much an instrument for the right wing, for the ruling right wing party. So people started stopping them themselves. And Margot from this collective, this anarchist queer collective, Stop Bzdurom, which translates to stop bullshit. Hmm. They did one of these like citizen arrests and they damaged the truck and they damaged the, the, the posters on, on its side. And they were in, in like in, in a scuffle with the driver of the car because he took one of the girl's phones away. And the prosecutor tried making Margot like an example, you know, tried making mm -hmm. an example of her. And they gave her two months of arrest for like taking a side mirror off a truck and, and you know, destroying an, an illegal banner on the side of it. And uh, when the community heard that, we we were so, you know, angry that they're trying to put us in the state of fear, you know, that you can't even stand up for yourself uh, without getting like this ridiculous sentence mm -hmm. for for something that should have been done in the first place, you know. And when we heard that they were going to arrest her uh, and they're waiting for her next to this big queer organization's office, everybody went there to protest and to block the, the arrest. And then the policemen were like, you know, there were like seven of them and there was like a hundred of the protesters. So they didn't really know what to do. So we decided we were gonna we were gonna march through the city because we didn't have our Warsaw Pride because of the COVID that year. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's very important just symbolically to see, you know, our symbols and, and how proud we are in the public space. So we went to this main street in Warsaw and we put like a rainbow flag around a Nicolas Copernicus statue. And when they were trying to arrest Margot and pulled her into this like unmarked police car, people started blocking the car on both sides, just like sitting peacefully, sitting in front and in the back of the car. And police started getting very, very brutal. And they started arresting people just like without even thinking if they... Uh, their, their behavior warrants an arrest and i actually stayed by the by the statue to make sure that no one damaged or took down the flag because i started seeing these youngsters coming up and taking taking selfies with the flag and, and you know it, it mm. 
really moved me. So yeah, I decided I was going to be standing there as long as it took. So at one point, I also got uh, taken down from the postument and, and arrested. Um, there was 50 people arrested that day uh, for nothing, pretty wow. much. I still didn't get any like official documents. I don't know where my court hearing, when my court hearing is going to be. So they're trying to like freeze me out of further protests. Which uh, didn't work, obviously. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, once I got arrested, I'm not afraid of being arrested anymore. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, it's actually mad. Like, and they can't even provide, yeah, documentation to support the arrest or anything. And, you know, and, and the fact you're saying, you know, I'm still going to protest is is incredibly brave. And what I want to ask you, with everything you've been going through everything that you can face as a queer person in Poland today mm-hmm. you know openly it's what is your motivation to to keep going to keep DJing to keep doing these nights to keep being unapologetically queer I think the right-wing ruling party like the one thing that they didn't think of is that people from my generation we've already tasted the freedom We've already had like 10 years of, you know, seeing the future in bright colors. And uh, there's no way they're going to put us back in the closet, you know. They might be working on the younger generation who are like more malleable and, mm. and, and you know, easier to... Um, Influence. To influence yeah, and to manipulate. But like, we're the ones who are not going to back down because we know that there is a very real possibility that we can live in a normal country, but we have to, like, you know, make a real push for it. And we have to keep together and keep networking between each other and helping each other. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if, you know, if there's anyone listening to this who is going through a similar thing, is fearful for their life or being oppressed for being gay, like, what is your message to them? Uh, my message is it gets better but only if you, you know, dare to to make it better. I know there's many people who don't really have the psychological space to do this. So this is not in any way trying to, like, push them to do something they're not comfortable with. I'm the kind of person who's very privileged. I come from a pretty wealthy family. Uh, I always had a lot of love in my in my house and my home my parents when i came out my parents didn't really take long to accept me for who i am i have a really strong bond with my sister loads of friends so like i'm in a very good position so i want to use this position to you know to influence what the others lives are like in in poland so i would say if you feel like you have some privilege to share, then please share it and try to change things for the better around yourself. I know it sounds like really soppy, but it just comes down to that. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's you, you've got it down there. That is exactly it, I think. And that's kind of the point of this podcast is to, you know, use a platform to talk about these issues and, you know, help com- spark conversation and change in the future. I want to ask, you know, we've spoken about what it's like now in Poland and how it's been changing and going a bit more right wing. But in the future, like, how can you see your country achieving more equality for queer people? Actually, I saw this um, 
this, this some statistics in terms of the political interests of young people, uh, people up to the age of 29. And uh, almost half of them are voting for Levitsa, which is like the only party that's been with us the whole time. And they never flip-flopped and they never, you know, used us as a as a political bargaining chip they're just like there for us so there is hope and mm. you know if you push people they're going to push back so so i'm i'm really hopeful but i still think we need a lot of work there's a lot of work to be done actually i'm like i'm working on this new material right now which should be coming out in august and and there's like this lyric that i included in the main single that says if you make us kneel that's a really bad idea because then our teeth are at a very unfortunate height hmm. so it's like everything that i would like to tell these people who are trying to put us down you know like beware yeah beware exactly and in the meantime they cannot break any spirit i'm sure there's going to be when the restrictions left more oramics parties more music coming all that stuff yeah definitely yeah yeah we're already planning big things uh right now i'm focusing on on the release and on uh, organizing the warsaw pride that's coming in uh less than two weeks actually so yeah it's going to be huge we're, we're going to have a huge after party which is only like queer and 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 uh, femme artists uh, so it's like balancing out the cis hetero bro mm -hmm. parties and yeah i just i can't wait until it happens <laughs> yeah Oh, good. I mean, that sounds amazing. And yeah, I think a pride and parties needed now more than ever. I think after a year away from, you know, everyone, especially in the queer community, you know, people would have been isolated this whole time. I feel like this is going to be so appreciated Definitely. even yeah. more. After two years of not having having a pride, which is like, you yeah. know, sometimes the only place where young people can go and feel like they belong and, and, and express themselves freely. So yeah, it's been a long time coming, but uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, amazing. I'm wishing you all the best uh, luck and love for that. And um, I've just got one final question, which is this podcast is called Utopia Talks and it's all about achieving utopia, um, a place of equality and diversity where people are celebrated. So what is your utopia and how are we going to get there? I think it would be a place where people mostly just respect each other's boundaries you know and respect each other's choices and don't step on each other's toes too much it's i guess it's a very broad image but i don't know i've always been like a kind of a you know do this and do that person i always had like so many ideas and, and i was always so nervous about everything Uh, and only recently I've started finding this calm and this like sense that what I do is enough and I don't have to like, I don't know, like push myself to almost like the point that I don't eat and don't sleep to, to achieve something. And I would love for everyone to reach this state. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you so much, Abtomat, for coming on the podcast. It was great to Thank chat you. to you. It was amazing. Thank, thanks for having me. It's a great uh, opportunity. Thanks. <laughs>
That's my chat with Avtomat, and I felt quite emotional after this interview. Although it often still feels like there's a lot to be done in the fight for queer rights here in the UK, I'm very aware that LGBTQ plus people are being persecuted and discriminated against at countries all over the world. It's important that we come together as a community to work against hatred. Dance music and coming together has an incredible power for change. Thank you, Avtomat, for sharing your story so honestly today. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode at Jaguar Worldwide. Share this with a friend and thank you to Katie Baxter as well for the production. And I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Utopia Talks is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.